Hi everyone, hope everyone's well. Welcome to episode six of the HW Property Show. This episode, we've got Dave Goodfellow and we're going to be interviewing him on Rent to Rent and how he scaled his business. So Dave, first, could you just give us a bit of background on what you've done in property so far um, and where you're at now? Yeah, no problem. So a uh, quick one about me. I have been in property for, for around about nine years now. But um, a bit of background before that, I was working for a home improvements company for about 20 years. Um, so nine years ago, I kind of started getting into property. I, they call them flips now, but I didn't realize it was that at the time. So I, I started investing in you know below market value properties. I bought my first sort of HMO, made loads of mistakes on that, by the way, and did about four or five flips, um, then moved into a small buy-to-let portfolio. And I was doing this as a side hustle, really, while I was still working. Didn't know it was property investing back then. <laughs> Just kind of did it because I, because of my skill set, really. A small buy-to-let portfolio. But in 2018, I started taking things a bit more seriously. Um, so in November 2018, I had a problem tenant in one of my buy-to-lets. And I um, kind of thought to myself, right, I've had enough. I'm going to change from from um, buy-to-lets and move it into serviced accommodation. So I did that uh, 2018. And then from there, we've grown a nice little business up in um, up in the Northwest in Chester. Uh, we've also got uh, St. Helens right now and we're, we're building out in, um, in North Wales. But we've grown a nice little business. We've got um, mixed strategies within that. We own, we do rent serviced accommodation and we, we manage other people's properties for them too. Um, and recently we've just purchased uh, our first commercial conversion uh, over in North Wales in a place called Sandidno. You'll like my little Welsh accent there, won't you? Um, won't you, buddy? Sandidno, yeah, I've got it right. I didn't say Landidudno, like most people do, Sandidno. Um, we bought an old guest house, which is going through planning at the moment to change into 10 apartments. Okay, perfect. So we've had people who've done the rent to rent strategy and service mm -hmm. accommodation on before, but I really mm -hmm. want to pick your brains um, because you were featured in YPN. Um, what were you featured for, Dave? So in YPN, we, uh, we were actually featured in that for surviving and thriving through the pandemic and through COVID. So um, while everybody else was kind of in service accommodation, running away from the fire, uh, we were running towards it, putting it out and bringing in nice little strategies within our business to, to grow it. And we were we were featured in YPM because we did that and we grew our um, our business month on month right the way through the pandemic up until now. So um, well, we're still in the pandemic now. Right. But we were we were featured in it because of that. Awesome. Awesome. So that's really what I want to go into detail with. I really want to pick your brains on how people can keep their business thriving throughout COVID as you've, as you've done so. So, I mean, my first question for you is um, you said you've got properties in a few different areas. How do you market those properties in all the different areas? Um, and how do you market in COVID-19? Okay. That's a fantastic question. So, so look, um, the, the, the simple answer behind that is understanding your your target market or what we would call in, in our business our customer avatar. So once you understand what you're targeting at and what your customer is, so whether that be a, a key worker 
somebody who works for the NHS, somebody who's a contractor, somebody that travels for leisure, or, or somebody that's traveling for business, and you can understand what you're going to, what, what type of people are going to come and stay at your properties in your area, then that gives you a really good basis to understand what type of properties you, you could get on, onboarded. So you start with that in, in the first instance. So I think what I'll, what I'll do, if you don't mind, Harry, is I'll kind of go back to where we were when Boris come on uh, the TV and, and said to us, right, we're stopping business traveling and we're stopping leisure traveling, which of course was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to swear on, on, on here, but oh hell, that is everything that we do. That's all of our business. So our business at the time was, you know, business travelers during the week, yeah. Um, you know, your Monday to Thursday business. And over the weekend, it was all, all leisure, leisure clients. Well, that essentially got ripped from underneath us, right? Yeah. So we were like, right, we've got two options here. We can either bury our head in the sand or we can do something about it. And I'm, I'm not one for kind of burying my head in the sand. Um, I'm one for, right, give me a problem and I'll solve it. So my, my first poor call was to write well let's have a think about now so the business travelers are gone leisure travelers are gone right that's all of our business gone or is it so what what, what can we do differently so who is going to what businesses are going to be surviving and thriving in this environment right who's going to be busy so the things that we the, the my my thought process by that was well, we still need to keep uh, the country country moving yeah we still got to feed people We've got a big NHS issue with it being overrun with uh, COVID, um, COVID uh, patients. So there's a number of different businesses there that are going to be needing extra help with accommodation, right? Because they're not going to close. So my first port of call was my, my mother's an occupational health nurse, right? Yeah. So... And I, and I know from her working in the NHS that the NHS always have accommodation on their on their sites on, on their hospitals because they they have to put up doctors, nurses, radiologists, or, or whatever when they're when they're when they're traveling to the area. So I phoned my mother and I said, "Look, who would I speak to in the NHS to to find out if they get overrun and they have an overspill in that accommodation, which we knew was going to happen because of the the the, the pressure on the NHS." Who would I speak to to kind of set up a um, set up a conversation about helping them out? She said, "Well, you'd need to speak to the accommodation officer." So I said, "Well, how do I get through to them?" And she said, "Well, I'm not quite sure, but um, so I said, leave that with me. I'll, I'll sort that out." So the next my next port of call was to phone the switchboard because every hospital has a switchboard, right? So you can phone up the switchboard. You can ask for somebody, and they'll they'll, they'll transfer you to someone else. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll phone there first. Now, the switchboard always get phone calls from doctors and nurses looking to stay in their accommodation. So I phoned them up. I didn't pretend to be a doctor or nurse. I just phoned up and said, could you put me through to your accommodation officer, please? And said, oh, yeah, no problem, straight away. So straight away, I got through to them. And as soon as they picked the phone up, I said, right, can I just, I'm just in a poor area with my signal. Can I take your number and can I take your name? So number, name, that was me in. So I've got a number and I've got a name for me to phone and speak to on a regular basis about how their accommodation is going. And this is the accommodation officer, right? 
Yeah. So I did that. And initially I got a, a conversation going about, you know, asking them if they were getting overrun and all that. And um, initially they, and they said, look, no we haven't got a problem at the moment. And we're not overrun. We've got plenty of space. Um, and I said, well, look, um, let's, let me just set up a nice, simple pricing strategy for you. So that's another one. The pricing strategy needs to be very simple. So we did a buy the, buy the, buy the room in our serviced accommodation units. We set them a price per room rather than a price per, um, per property. Yeah. And um, we left it with them and I just kept on phoning and I was phoning all the, all the major hospitals near me. So there was um, one, two, three, there's about four hospitals that we, that we, that I phoned. And anyway, so we got, got to, got to that. And anyway, in the end, we ended up, they did get up and run and we pulled out, we pulled, ended up housing, um, 50% of our properties were taken with NHS staff. So that was the first thing I've done. I'm on the right tracks here, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. So that was the first thing we did. It was just thinking outside the box of different areas that we could focus on, which would be busy. So that was our one of our avatars was NHS workers. The next thing I thought, right, was well, we still need to keep the country going. Everybody still needs electricity. And where does electricity come from? Well, it comes from power stations, right? And yeah. if everybody's going to be at home using all the utilities at home, they're going to have more power going through. Okay, so, right, well, I'm going to I'm going to start looking at power stations and focus on power stations or energy sources around the country that are going to have people working for them. So I did that, and we ended up getting more business from that. And four of my properties then got filled with power station workers and refinery workers, so key workers that were working on different areas. So again, it was a set of different avatar to what we would, we would normally use it, that would normally use us. But then next thing I did was I went to the, um, the government website. And of course they had a list of key workers yeah. that were able to still work. So we started focusing on that. Now with the key workers and the NHS staff, we got to a point where we were like, right, we're, we've got 50% from NHS. We've got another four properties for um for the refineries and the um and the the power stations right we need to start doing some facebook advertising now to pull in more business yeah. so we got the key workers list we um honed in on facebook advertising the, the different job titles the, and, and what we wanted was because on facebook you can put in on your adverts you can look at people who are traveling into your area and you can hone in on those types of people so we did that and we got some business and some leads from that. Um, but one of those, that was there's a couple of strategies there, right? So one is making sure you've got the right avatar. You're focused on a different set of people. Yeah. Two, you've got your Facebook advertising. Yeah. The next one was the people that were staying with us. We offered them incentives to give us more leads to bring into our properties because generally key workers know key workers, right? NHS staff know NHS staff. So we'd ring them all up, we'd speak to them and we'd ask them if they knew anybody else and give them a 25 pound Amazon voucher if they did a referral and they came and stayed with us. So that helped us out as well and that worked for us. Um, so there's three, three, of the main one, three of the main ones. Um, what else did we do? Um, I mean, Dave, that seems like a lot of work 
um, what what I want to ask was what was your initial feeling though when Boris did come on the screen? What what were you like for the first ten minutes when that was announced? What was it like? Um, well, my heart sunk. <laughs> I was like, my business is over. I'm one of those people that's quite um, initially. I'm like. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything's like, oh, that's it. I'm done. You know. So initially, I'm like, oh my, you know, heart sunk. My business is over. I've just worked so hard for this. It's done. It's done. And then, then realities kind of start setting in. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. We can do this. And we can do this. So my my brain is very much a a problem solving brain. Yeah. So you put a problem in front of me, I will find a way of fixing it. And that's the way my brain works. Is I'm, if you if you throw anything at me, if anybody ever throws anything at me, and I've, I've been like this throughout my career. If you throw something at me, I'll find I find a way of turning it into a positive. So you throw a negative at me, I'll th- I'll turn it into a positive. And that's the way my brain works. I think that's why we've been successful throughout this kind of pandemic. We'll yeah. have to see what happens when the markets open back up. Maybe I won't be so successful. I mean, there's, been a, there's been a lot of issues, problems definitely definitely come up um, mm. in the last couple of months, and I mean to thrive throughout it, that's just that's just amazing. Would you say your your business has um, increased over COVID then? Yeah, yeah, month on month. So we've um, so we we increased our revenue month on month. We increased our properties. So we 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 went from. 12 properties at the beginning of the year and we exited the year at 32 um, and our plan for this year is to get to 70 properties by the end of the year so, so you're not hanging about not hanging about at all no no i mean look that's it's it's one of the serviced accommodation is one of our businesses it's not it, it's it's our main revenue stream but it's not everything that we're doing we've got other stuff that we're doing as well um, but yeah, that's the that's the plan for this year. That's what we've put in. That's our that's our goals. They're our goals for this year, essentially. Yeah. So something I also wanted to ask you as well is, um, obviously, just from that, just from asking you that question, people can tell you're a really busy guy, um, and you just mentioned that you've got other streams of revenue. So my question really is, how how have you managed to kind of systemize it and manage your time? Because I mean. You spend more time on Clubhouse than me. It doesn't seem like you, you've got you've got stuff to do twenty four seven. How have you managed to overcome that and actually enjoy life as well, Wade? Right, that's that's very that's a really great question, right? And um, I'm going to answer that very simply. Although I'm a, I'm very much a problem solver, I'm very much a delegator as well. So whenever something lands on my desk, the first thing I'm th- I think is right. Who else can I get to do that? And if I can't get somebody else to do it, I work out a way of how I can in the future. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples of that. So we have, in our serviced accommodation business, at the beginning, we were doing everything. So me and my business partner, Chris, um, we, we worked on the, in, in the business and on the business, right? And we, we were doing all the administration. We were doing, the, we were even going out and fixing problems like maintenance and stuff like that. And that wasn't sustainable and it wasn't something that help would, would, we would we'd have been able to grow and scale with. So every stage of our business and my, my background in, before I came, before I started running my own business, I was working with really um, high, high level consultants 
doing business processes and how and, and, and standardization in businesses. So, I mean, these consultants were, were earning like 1500 to £2,000 a day. Yeah. To go into a business and, and, um, and, and transform them and, and standardize the processes and, and get a flow and, 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 st- and stuff like that. So I worked with them for the last sort of six months of my career when I was working for the home improvements company. And that stead me in good stead for what I do in my business now. So everything in my business has a, has a start point and a finish point as a process in between. And once you've got that and you're able to standardize that and give it a process for somebody else to follow, you can then pass that onto somebody else. Right. Yeah. So if it's got a step-by-step procedure, it's got an operations manual and you've got uh, something that you can give to somebody else that makes it much easier for you to pass on and outsource and leverage other people's time for you. Yeah. Now, what do I do now to, to kind of do that? We use um, virtual assistants in the Philippines um, and to do all of our guest services. So all of our communication with the, with the guests and we've systemized our booking process. So it's all automated. So when a booking comes in, it automates a response. When a response comes in, it automates a response. When it's the day before they're going to check in, it's automa- the, 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 the date automatically puts out a response and it sends them the access details. It sends them ID verification. Everything in our business is all automated. So the actual time spent from a, from a person on it is very small. And, and Harry, I've shown you some of the systems that we use yeah. um, and some of the, the smart ways that we do things. And I'm, 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 a, I'm a very strong believer in working smarter, not harder, right? Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is I'll work on income generating tasks. So if it's administration, if it's not adding value to what I do, then I give it to someone else. I'll only work on stuff that's going to generate income for me. And I love that. I love what you've just said. I think if anyone's going to take one thing away, it should be if there's tasks that you're doing, every single task, you've got to be working out how you can systemize it and give it to someone else or leverage someone else's time. Because I think that is really important. And as you said, it's the easiest way to scale. Um, something I also want to mention is I think, would it, would, it, would you say it's, it's best to start systemizing as soon as you start doing it? Um, it, it depends, right? So, one thing I'll add to that as well, which my business partner always says, if you're doing a, a specific, a, an individual task over and over again, the same task, it's screaming out for automation, right? So if you do want, if you're doing the thing over and over again, it's screaming out for automation. So the question was, should you be systemizing straight away in your business? Well, there's a short and long answer to that, but I'm going to do the short answer, right? So, you should always be thinking about systemization. At the beginning, you can't always systemize everything because it's just sometimes it's just not cost effective to do it. Yeah. And the way I put this is you, 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 don't, you don't need the Starship Enterprise to cross the road, right? You're smiling at me now because I've, <laughs> I've just been through this with you already. But you don't need the Starship Enterprise to cross the road. So if you've got... Um, you know, a business and you're looking to systemize it and you put all, all these fantastic systems in place, but it's costing you so much that it's eating away at your margin, yeah. then there's no point in doing that, right? So what you've got to do when you're building a business is yes, think about um, systemizing all the time, but only systemize and, and bring in the, the, the 
the systems and the the applications and and the things that cost money when you can afford to do so so yeah did that kind of answer the question that was perfect that was perfect i mean i think i think it's something that a lot of people um still aren't still aren't doing systemization i mean the the amount of tech that's out there today i feel like i i mean i've come across a lot of older property investors who still don't do a lot of systemization i think something people new to property or young people in property should pick up is utilized all the tech we've grown up with the tech utilize it as much as you can and systemize your business like you said i think that's i think that's key um i've also wanted to ask you as well because i know you thrived last year um with covid what what are your thoughts for this year and the rent to rent market rent to sa market or sa market overall this year okay yeah great question so so look i <laughs> anybody that tells you they know what's going to happen this year is just talking through their um I'm, I'm trying not to swear here I'm really trying hard so um yeah anybody that tells you they know exactly what's going to happen they're talking rubbish right um we are in an unprecedented time we are you know we're in this pandemic we're not quite sure what's going to happen we're getting mutations but we have got a vaccine and hopefully that's going to work right yeah so i haven't got a crystal ball but this is where i think we're going to be don't quote me on it though and don't come back to this and use it against me <laughs> but i think the, the the serviced accommodation market right now there's still business out there we're getting business. Harry, I've just shown you our calendar today and you, you've seen that our, our properties are full this week, yeah, right? Yeah. Every property's got, got, yeah. got somebody in them. So there is business to get out there. You've just got to think about it in a different way. Now, the, the, from, from a serviced accommodation perspective, there's a huge, huge, huge amount of SA operators have exited the market, right? So yeah. they've either handed their properties back outside of their contracts, or they've just gone, look, this is the, we can't get business. So they've dropped out of the market. Now, what that's done to this, to the serviced accommodation arena is the, the actual supply of units or um, houses or apartments has massively dropped off. Okay. Now the, the demand isn't quite there at the moment. It's still not, and it's quite a, it's quite a bumpy ride at the moment to get business in and every SA operator's feeling that but when the market's open back up the supply isn't going to be there so this is simple economics right when the supply has dropped and the demand comes back your price point shifts dramatically yeah okay? so what i'm going to predict in the next um in the next 4 to 5 months is that serviced accommodation is going to absolutely boom you've got the rise of the staycation you've got leisure coming back if you've if you've survived and thrived through covid and you haven't you you know you've grown a, you've grown a successful business that's treated like a business and not a side hustle and and kind of just thrown it thrown it to the wayside then there's massive amount of opportunity for businesses like that to to have a boom when it comes to opening back up I think the other opportunity is for new 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 beginners to serviced accommodation that yeah. are coming into the market. So if you can start 
educating yourself now, understanding what works, picking the right location, getting the right properties onboarded for when the boom comes back, then there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity there to make some serious money in serviced accommodation in, in this next year or so. Yeah. And I just wanna I just wanna reiterate that education is key. I mean, especially especially from a, a starting point for someone new into property, education is something that everyone needs to be doing. You can do it in lots of different ways. I mean, we did another podcast on this, and when I started out, there were a few different ways. I did free resources. Um, mm-hmm. I did I used um shadowed people, um, and then I also did got a couple of mentors and training courses. And I think the difference is when we talked about this, about the, the, the free, the free resources are great. Um, but it always feels like you're missing something with the shadowing. When I did the shadowing, I was doing a lot of the admin tasks. So I think the fact you've said, the fact you're predicting that property is well, service accommodation is going to take off soon. I think the fastest way to get a point where you can really thrive in it is mentoring because I know we did a podcast and I have a lot of people ask me what type of training would should how do you get into property and I think at the moment mentoring is probably key because it's just going to skyrocket um, and accelerate the whole process yeah I mean look I've got a few views on this and yes you can you can you can go out and you can get educated freely freely now if you're going on YouTube and you're going on the you know, you're looking at free education. You've got to make sure it's the right education because there's a lot of people out there that do it, but do it wrong. Yeah. Um, you just got to make sure it's a credible source that it's coming from. But, and you can go out there and you can educate yourself for free, right? Um, but you've got to make sure that it's right. Now, in, in, in my humble opinion, I'm very much a person that um, pays for education. I invest in myself. I've got a mentor. Um, my mentor is... I always say to people, you've got to get a mentor that's where you want to be at some yeah. point, and also a mentor that's being mentored by somebody that's ahead of them because yeah. they believe in the mentorship. And my mentor is Rob Moore, so he's like in a in the stratosphere yeah. compared to where I am right now. Yeah. But you know that's where I want to be at some point. So um, it's really key that when you are getting your education that and you're paying for education that you get the right educator who knows what they're doing and they can prove what they're doing and they can show you their KPIs in their business or their, their performance and show you what they're doing. KPIs. Can you, can you just quickly tell people it just in case anyone don't know what KPIs are? Okay. Sorry. Key performance indicators. So every, every business should have KPIs, key performance indicators, whether that be, you know, revenue, net profit, um, occupancy. Um, for my business, we have revenue, occupancy, net profit, um, reviews we've got a raft of stuff that we use but kpis are things in your business where you can look at them on a weekly monthly basis and go ah what's going on there something wrong there well that's good that's not so good that's bad what are we doing about it does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, perfect just in case anyone didn't didn't know that's fine forget that yeah so my 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 view on the, the whole education thing is is get 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 educated if you're looking to do a strategy get networking and and get your free stuff in at the beginning but if you want to scale quickly and you want to get laser focus and you want to get to a to z in the in, in the most streamlined fashion that you can pay for your education and get mentored by somebody that's doing it that's a couple of steps ahead of where you are yeah and i think i think 
when you first get into it, it's good to use the free stuff to kind of work out what which strategy is going to be your strategy. So, I mean, for example, if, if people want to are thinking about doing rent to essay, I know you run a Facebook group. Um, it'd be a good place to start. It's completely free to join um, and you just learn more about it. And it's, it's good to use the free resources to decide what you're going to do and then laser focus, pay for a mentor, training, whatever, get it done. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, perfect. So, I mean, I've got two more quick fire questions. Um, but first off, can you just let people know how to find you as well? Um, so we mentioned you've got a Facebook group and I know you've got a few other things people can find. Yeah, yeah no problem. So look, we <laughs> at the moment Clubhouse is massive. So look, we, we, run, a, we run a room. That's where we met, right? Um, yeah. So we run the, uh, the property coffee meet. Um, that's, a, that's a great source of, of education right now. There's so, I mean, that group there, uh, Harry, how how well's that going at the moment? It's I mean, great, it's, right? It started off. I'm pretty sure you felt sorry for me right at the start, um, <laughs> sitting on my own trying to work out Clubhouse. Then we had Julie and um, Ian join, and now all of a sudden there's there's a hundred people every morning coming in. Yeah, it's fantastic. So that's a great source. So if you want to kind of come on there and ask any questions, and and you want to connect with us on there, then by all means, I'm on uh, at Dave Goodfellow, and it's the Property Coffee Meet. Um, every morning from 7 a.m. till 9 a.m., right? Yeah, well, yeah. So, sometimes, sometimes. For now, anyway. For now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so other ways that you can connect with me. Um, so we have we have three ways of connecting with us. We've got work, we've got work with us, which is our iconic property. So if you search iconic property Facebook, you'll find um, our Facebook page. But we've also got a, a Facebook um, community on there called Iconic, and that's I-K-O-N-I-C, property community. Come and join on there. We do all sorts of free content videos. It's a great little um, community where any questions are asked are always answered. Um, you can learn with us at our Iconic Training Academy. Again, that's a Facebook page, or we've got a, uh, you can, again, you can connect through the, the group. And then lastly, you can stay with us at copperhouseproperty.com. Perfect, perfect. And I just want to mention as well, because I know we do have, looking at the analytics, we do have a lot of younger listeners. Um, one of the great things about Dave's group, and it is on Facebook, and it is hard to come by, um, especially in Facebook groups, is I've, I've been watching it um, and observing it for a while now, and it, it's, a, it's a safe group, so it is a community, it is somewhere we can ask those questions and not feel um either scared that someone's either gonna drop a bit of hate on you or make you feel stupid it's a safe environment so i definitely would recommend checking that out but to finish off dave i've got two quick fire questions for you um Ooh, <laughs> first one is what, what would you say your biggest mistake is either in property and business and then how would you advise someone not to go and do that okay right great question so um Biggest mistake for me is not getting into property earlier. How can you um, how can you get people? How can how can you stop that mistake? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just yeah. get into it and do it. Yeah. Um, don't worry about it. People think property is this like oh property investment is this real like thing that's out of reach. You need loads of money to do it, and you need X, Y, and Z. You don't. You can do it with you can do it with zero money if you want. Yeah, you, you can just get into it's all yeah. about it's all about mindset right yeah. so the, my biggest mistake is you're 19 right there yeah. harry 
Yeah. I wish I'd have got into it when I was your age. Yeah, I was not doing what you're doing at my age, uh, at your age. I was, I was too busy, yeah, being, being my naughty little self. But um, that's uh, that's in the past. So my biggest mistake is not getting into it earlier. Just get into it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Great advice. And then the second quick fire question is, what would be your favorite either property, business, personal development, mindset, any one of those books, and your biggest takeaway from that book? Okay, great. Another great question. So look, as I've grown and, and, and I said grown, as I've gone through my career and I've got different businesses and, 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 and kind of grown businesses and, and, and whatever, my book, the, my favorite books have always changed. So when I was younger, my favorite book was um, how, to win, how to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yeah, great book. I've read that. So, and that kind of got me on the journey when I was very young. Uh, that was my first, I think that was my first audio book that I ever listened to. And I was probably, oh, mid-20s mid of that, of that, okay? So How to Win Friends and Influence People. Now, now my, my, my favorite book is something that was recommended to me by my mentor, Rob Moore, just um, a couple of months ago. And it's a book called Traction, okay? And essentially what it does is it, it helps you kind of grow and scale and, and, and within business helps you kind of, how do I put this? It's called an entrepreneurial operating system in there. And it shows you how to kind of break everything down, make things look easy, put in KPIs, and it helps you visualize where you're going to be in 10 years and then break it down, break your goals backwards so you can do your step by step. It's just a really great book. So I would recommend that to anybody that's either looking to start in business or has got a business already that they can implement that book into their their, their, their day to day. Perfect, perfect. And as we said, I mean, you, you don't have to start off with loads of money when you first but some of these some of these books really give a ton of knowledge um and i mean it's a great start place to decide just track. talking about money there's one more book then i'm going to go give on you then. go on then we so, normally do one but we'll give you two days. yeah we'll, we'll we'll give you another one so there's another there's a book called money by rob moore and he's he is my mentor so it'd be, it'd be horrible for me not to pitch his book on this uh, podcast so money by Rob Moore really helps you understand the value of money and how to kind of use money to um, be successful in life. Okay, perfect, perfect. I mean, I hope you get a kickback for your fat as well, Dave. We should edit that in. <laughs> I doubt it, I doubt it. <laughs> perfect. So I want to say thank you for coming on, Dave. As you said, we do do a coffee meet every morning, 7 a.m. on Clubhouse. Um, and go follow Dave on everything, especially go join his Facebook group. It's a great place to grow your knowledge and ask questions. Um, you never feel like you can ask a stupid question. So it's a great place if you're locking in and thinking about rent to SA to start out. So thanks for coming on, Dave. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. And I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. So hopefully everyone else can see us tomorrow as well on Clubhouse. Superb. See you at seven.